This week on Lead One, change, it'll cost you. Welcome to the Lead One Podcast, where our mission is to lead leaders through leadership. The goal is to get 1% better every day. Let's see what Drew and the guys have to say. All right, guys, welcome back to Lead One. I got the crew back together again this week. Brandon, France, and Sam Buck. What up? All right, so the... Uh, the the topic this week was we were talking about change and um, I had been told in fact I, I think I, I quoted this from my father that the longer it takes you to embrace it the more it'll cost you um, I was also listening to uh, Craig Rochelle's podcast last month his episode last month and he was talking about um, leading out of a crisis and how you can't lead the same way that you were leading in a crisis and you certainly can't lead the same way you were before. And basically one of the things that he said was it, you, you've got to be as a leader right in today's times, you've got to be pretty much open to anything, um, which I know I struggle with. And um, I don't know, I've got mixed opinions on that, but, but basically it, so uh, Sam, you said this, I feel like a couple weeks ago that, Obviously, change is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I, w what's your guys' thoughts on the longer it takes you to embrace it, the more it's going to cost you? Well, <laughs> we always talk about the only thing outside of death and taxes is change. And um, I even say change is more prevalent uh, than taxes because even the taxes change, right? Uh, change is like a, a just a, a constant in within life. You know, you obviously got the starting point, which is birth. You have the ending, which is death. But in the course of that time period, the only thing that's going to be consistent is going to be change. <clears throat> and so, for uh, for us, at some points in our life, we are going to have to be resistant to certain certain things. But I do think embracing change. Um, finding the positive and embracing points and change is going to always help you. You know, we always talk, as this book uh, we've mentioned before called Who Moved My Cheese, and it always talks about the, the mice who were unwilling to change were the ones that were just spinning their wheels and never getting to the cheese. So, you know, I, change is, is just something you just got to figure out how to adjust. And I think we went, everybody went through a changing period here recently. We talk about COVID. I think every industry had uh, almost every industry, I'm not going to generalize, but almost every industry had some sort of change they had to go through if they were going to succeed doing it. So. Uh, I believe in what you're saying. Um, one of the things that I know is um, when you haven't led, when, you've, when, you, when you're accustomed to doing something a certain way for an extended period of time, change tends to be very difficult for you. Um, and coming from a point where if you're in a leadership role and you're used to, for example, we speak about COVID, you know, uh, insurance salesman, you were, you know, uh, feet underneath the kitchen table and that has all but gone away and now everything is over the phone. And I was fortunate where I came in right at that time, but my sales experience was always over the phone. So that was my opportunity to shine and stand out from the rest while I watched everyone else struggle with it. I've watched people in here, <clears throat> you know, um, have conversations with customers over the phone, and when they couldn't get their way, I, I've heard people say, well, how about I just come to your house? And 
And they were like, and you could hear the customer, you know, you kind of know what the customer was was already saying, like, no COVID. And I've heard, literally heard someone in here say, don't worry, I'm not sick. I don't have COVID. I, I could come to your house. Let's just, I'll just come to your house. And uh, I, I laughed to myself because I was like, wow. Like, you see that struggle to to make that, that you know, that switch. Mm-hmm. And just because, you know, what you were always accustomed to, you tend to want to just go back there. Yeah, you revert to it. You revert to it. Yeah, yeah, when you're uncomfortable. It might, um, it might be. It might be uh, really hard if you was having success in that old way. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you're like, the change is like, you're just scared of yeah. yep. of what the change is, or you know, you may not have success, or you you don't know how to pivot. I always say, get comfortable in the uncomfortable moment. And that's truly where you're going to shine. Because if every day and everything you're doing is just comfortable, are you really growing? So whether it be learning, working out, just it ha- this has to be something that you're doing that's different from what you were doing. If you're doing the same job, the exact same way you've been doing for several years, you're just on cruise control. And yeah, it may be working for you, you may be successful, but you are on cruise control. You're not... You you haven't done anything to to elevate your mindset and and figuring out different ways to bring in new blood and new light into the situation. Well, the thing that I struggle with with change is when I was thinking about it as as Craig Rochelle was talking about it on his podcast was um, you know how how do you know when there's been too much change? You know, if you're constantly changing you're probably never really perfecting anything right. and you're constantly jumping to the next. And if you know, you can't chase, um, you know, as a leader, you can't chase every single idea that somebody brings to the team. Um, and so that's where I, I guess when I, when I was talking about struggling with the concept that he was talking about is wh- where's that line? How do you know? Okay. Am I changing enough to France to your point to keep me just outside of that comfort zone, which is a, a good area or am I changing so often I really am never getting good at any one thing that we're trying to accomplish? Right. Um, right. When I think, I know a, a lot of times when I heard my father say that line of the longer it takes you to embrace it, the more it costs you, he was typically referring to change that you can't control. Like, for instance, a, a comp change. You know, the, the needle's been moved to something else, and so now to make the same amount of money in bonus or whatever you were making before, you've got to do something different or you've got to accomplish more in order to get that. Um, and for me, I, I tend to do pretty well with that kind of – I mean, nobody wants to get that news or wants to hear it, but, you know, a couple days and I can, I can figure out a way to make that work. Um, and so – but then I also think there's the type of change that you you have a choice in, mm-hmm. and that's the that's like the Craig Rochelle type of change of you can choose whether or not you do this. Um, so I don't know what y'all's thoughts on that. Um, I I do you know when you were just mentioning uh, the comp change, I remember when uh, our bonus level went to went to um, fourteen hundred, and it was before that it was what. 13. 12, 13. 13? I think it was 13, right? And it was 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I remember going to the gym, and I ain't going to say who it was, but you guys <laughs> know who it was. 
and it was constant complaining about, oh my God, we got it. How we gonna? Uh, we could barely write uh, thirteen. How we gonna be? How we gonna write fourteen? And I was, I will always say like, um, just write it. You know what I mean? That's the new, that's the new bonus. If you want bonus, then you gotta write it. And it, and you either could fight it, or you, or you can embrace it. And that's basically what it is. And yet, of course. Well, I was gonna say it, it, when I was talking to some of the guys about some some changes we have coming and. Um, some they agreed with, some they didn't. Um, it was kind of that same situation, right? We want to we want to complain and 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 always talk about the negativity. Of why do we have to do this? And I think about back when I started, as we're as we're referring to bonus, I believe it was either seven or eight hundred was the bonus then. And so you think about they've moved the mark fifty or a hundred. Um, and for those that aren't in our business, you have no idea what we're talking about. But they moved it little by little. But then now, over the course of an eight, nine, ten-year period, it's gone up. I mean, it's dang near doubled. And so, but look at how much more premium that you now earn a bonus on. Because to your point, Brian, we we get the number, you know. Um, so now, if it had doubled overnight or in the course of one year, be a problem. That would have been a little more of a problem. But they just moved the needle. But yeah. Th- that maybe that person that you speak of, or or just that type of person in general, the longer they spend complaining about it and just fighting it in their mind, fighting, the, fighting city hall. <laughs> yeah, the, and, and you're not once again going back. It, that's the change that you can't control. So like, you might as well figure out a way to get on board with it, or yeah, or, or, or get lost, or get lost. Yeah, go find something else. Because like, because change to me is always like you said, incremental steps, right? Change to me, the most positive change is not the one that changes your complete direction, but changes your efficiency in order to get to the end result. You feel what I'm saying? Because like, it, you, the people, you know, there's no, no, nothing new under the sun, right? Um, however, there's new ways to get to the end result. Like, you know, people went from walking from A to Z, right? And then they went to riding a horse from A to Z. Then they went to horse and carriage from A to Z. Then a car was created. Then better cars, faster cars were created. Now we got planes. This destination is still the same, but there are more efficient ways to get from A to Z. And that is the most positive change. I think sometimes we misconstrue change to have to, have to be going the other way, when the reality is we still should be going the same way. We just need to find ways to be more efficient to get there. And when we fight the efficiency is when we really fight the growth. You know what I mean? A lot of people just, you know, I I always uh, look at people who, like a government worker or city worker, you know, uh, they've been in the system for so long that, you know, that lifer, that 20-year lifer, you know, they've just used to just doing things one way. And in the moment somebody, you know, new leadership comes in and just throw the whole baby out with the bathwater, they want to be efficient. It's like people tend to not want to be efficient when it when it pertains to you moving their needle and that's when the complaining starts it's like i've been doing this for the last 20 years it works yeah and now we're gonna do it this way because guess what like you said we're gonna get there faster well that's when you know everything you know everything comes unraveled unraveled because again with us we're more lucid or liquid in that sense where, you know, we're, we're going to just, we're going to move 
and do whatever we got to do because that's not really our standard. You know, where versus your, your W-2, you got that, you know, that government job or that DMV. You know, we all know, best time to go DMV, right? Five minutes before they close. That's when they're the most efficient. You show up at 9 o'clock in the morning, you're going to be there till 5 o'clock anyway. <laughs> no one's trying to help you because as far as they're concerned, I got their all job, day. they got all day. They're going to shuffle the papers from one side of the desk to the other side of the desk, and they're going to go to lunch. <laughs> well, and that's also the difference between a leader and a follower. I can remember a couple years ago, we changed some things about how we did some stuff with some of our support staff, and there was about two of them. We changed how we printed some things and it was like mm-hmm. meltdown moment, you know? And like, they, we could, they just could, I, it, I mean, to some degree we had to accommodate them a little bit because <laughs> it was like, it was, it was either that or they weren't even going to be able to function about how things were printed. And so it's just, it's crazy to think about how some people just can't handle change. I guess a question I would have for you guys is when you talk about the change that you have control of the decisions that you make. Um, so how do you, how do you balance between changing enough to stay in that just outside of that comfort zone, that really productive area versus changing too much and never really accomplishing anything? Well, I'll be honest with you. I think change is going to happen whether you want to or not. Um, so I don't think it's a balance. I think, it's a, like you said, it's a literally a decision. Like, every single person is going to be hard-pressed to change on something in their life. Like, all of us got something we stubborn on. Like, I know I got a few areas that I'm stubborn on, but there are a lot of areas that I'm always looking to change. Like, I think, uh, I don't know if this answers your question, but as we kind of get into COVID, there were a lot of things that people weren't willing to change on previously, like, right? Like, that, uh, that grandparent that would never download a mobile app for their banking. They want to go into the bank, see the teller, sit there, but then they were forced to do it on their phone. But that's also the kind of change where you don't – I mean, I guess technically you you had the choice. You could have just not known what your balance was. But yeah. But to some degree, that forced them into that position. For, forced them into position. And now – okay, for instance, I, so I, work, I work in the churches and stuff too, right? So a lot of people didn't want to use Cash App to – do offerings, do you know? Now you can't get them in the building because they want to see church uh, virtually, and they're not going to bring cash. They're going to say, well, "Y'all got the cash app up thing," because <laughs> now when they seen the effects of what that change really would have bought them years before they even tried it, now they don't want to go back. Now they're stuck in another cycle of not wanting to change. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like you're going to be forced to change one way or another. It's about whether you're willing to accept it before you're forced into it so that by the time it happens, you're good. Um, like all these people who were uh, extra uh, germaphobes and had sanitizer all over the place before COVID happened, their lifestyle didn't change. Right. You know, but a lot of us, man, we never bought so much sanitizer in our life. Well, when we talk about, you know, a lot of times I think when you say the longer you resist it, the more it'll cost you. We think about a monetary cost. But you look at these people that, you know, for instance, maybe your senior church members that now use Cash App or whatever it is. Look at if they enjoy that, how much time, how much of their life they've missed out on not having some of those features just because they were unwilling to do it. Yep. I know for me, it's, uh, it's, it's hard for me to see when to change, you know. Um, and I'm just thinking about uh, business. Because I, I do want 
I do want to do something long enough that I see some good result from it. But sometimes it's sometimes it is necessary for you to make a change. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think I said this on the uh, other podcast. My my wife, uh, she she just give me the questionnaire every Friday. Like, you know, what are you doing on your team? What are you guys doing um, on your team? You know, who's doing what? What do you think you should change? Da 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 da. And if we didn't have that meeting every week, I wouldn't even be looking at it. I'd just be, you know, she says sometimes I beat my head into the wall until somebody tell me to stop beating your head. Um, So it's real hard for me to see, you know, when to change. So I do need somebody outside of me to be to really bounce off ideas and stuff like that so I can make adjustments. Well, the problem is, so I mean, I think about when COVID first happened in regards to our business and we we went virtual, something we've never done before, there was struggle. And there were, it was several weeks. And, you know, Franz, to your point about people wanting to pivot back to the house real quick, well, that's what a bulk of the company did. And and some people in rural areas didn't have near the pushback, you know. Maybe they, they might have been anti-COVID people out there in the country, right? Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have, they, they, there wasn't that force to change quite as much. But we were just like, Man, we're going to figure this out. And, and instead of immediately pivoting back to in-person, we kept persisting with the virtual until we figured out what worked. And so I think about had we not gone through those couple weeks of just real struggle of not even sure that it was going to work, right? And so that's, I guess that's what I'm struggling with is what if we had just kept on and it kept not working, right? Then we'd have been like, well, man, we stayed in this way too long. But I think we were, we were one of the handful – that actually started to get some pretty consistent results out of it because most people tried it for about a week and then bailed and said, well, this is this doesn't work or this is hard or this isn't what we're used to. Um, and so that's that's my struggle with some changes because sometimes you gotta you gotta persevere through it just long enough in order to get to the results that you're working for. It's like dieting or going to the gym. If you're doing it for a week, what do you think is going to happen? Well, that's why it's called dieting. There's lifestyle changes that are hard to me. You know what I'm saying? Because right. when you really decide to eat different, it ain't like a diet now. It's like, I, I, I have to do this. Like, this is what I'm doing now. And that's the change. Cause that's the change, when right? you When you make that pivot, you, you never want a cheesesteak so bad in your life. Yeah, but when, <laughs> <laughs> Or some bourbon chicken. <laughs> some bourbon chicken. Yeah, but when you, like, when you cha- change your diet, your whole body is reacting to that change. Exactly. Like, it's like... Sometimes you sweat in, and sometimes you're in the bathroom. You're in the bathroom, sweating out for cheese sticks. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just heavy when you do a, a change like diet, you know. And I, I, but I think that kind of correlates into like your business too. Like, so when you do a heavy change or something that's drastic for the better, there's gonna be ripple effects that, um, like you said, your body's reacting, it's shaking, it's going through these cravings, right? You're craving to go back to where you where you were, like Franz was saying, like going back to what you're comfortable with. And it, the the more you stay on your course, the more that diet change or that business change is going to be effective because you decided you was going to stay on this course and you've seen what it's done. And see, a, a lot of times, and we just saw a, a clip the other day where a lot of people see results, but they never see the process. And a part of the process is those chill moments, those people who went cold turkey with certain things. You didn't see their withdrawal period. You didn't get to see uh, when they were uh, on the floor 
hot and cold at the same time. You didn't get to see them wrapped up in a blanket uh, with it being 100 degrees. You didn't get to see all that, but you got to saw them how they were, and you get to see them how they are. And so sometimes we don't get that, and, and when it's time for us to go through it, be honest, depending on what it is, we don't have the strength to do it, or we don't seek the places that can give us the support we need to get through it. And so I think change, the biggest part of change to me is seeking the support to help you through that change. If you know that this is a change that's better for you, surround yourself with people, things, environments that support that change. Because a, a change of environment could do a lot for you as well. So, I think the problem, that's something that society struggles with just as a whole is the fact that you know we, we want those instant results and yeah. instant gratification. I know for a lot of people, when they get into our industry, it's been a change for them. And it just continues to blow my mind how somebody thinks that they're going to come in and master everything we do in a week um, and, and just kill it. And I, I was uh, saying when you were talking about that, I, uh, I remembered I had this screenshot on my phone that says, when things don't happen right away, just remember it takes six months to build a Rolls Royce and 13 hours to build a Toyota. Mm. <laughs> that should tell you everything you need to know. Right. Um, so I don't, maybe uh, – Maybe the underlying message is that, you know, you, you gotta you gotta give the change long enough. You gotta embrace the change long enough. So y'all have a good week. If you got one percent of value from this podcast, do us a favor. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Tell your friend, tell your coworker. Until we meet again. Lead one.